Welcome to Believing the Bible with Scott Lane and Terry Reed of the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association with a message of hope in today's troubled world based on biblical truths. We hope that today's program is enlightening and inspirational. Tired of waiting on a contractor to finish your project? Have we got the answer for you? Using evolutionary science, the same science children are taught in tax dollar supported schools, we finish any construction project in a matter of seconds. That's right, seconds. When you're ready to start constructing something, no matter what it may be a new house, a car, an airplane, or even a new life form, just call us. And the TNT Evolutionary Construction Company will be right over. There's no need for blueprints, plans, or even sketches on a paper napkin. Because we use the general theory of evolution, which is totally random. We bring a pile of stuff from the local landfill, place it where you desire, then simply blow it up using our patented technique. If you happen to hit that winning lottery number called evolution, then you will instantly be the owner of whatever is produced by our totally random operation. What could be simpler? What could go wrong? After all, we are using the same science as Charles Darwin. What can we naturally select for you today? Call 555-5555. Hey, that's not a very random number. We'll change that right now. Hey, Mom, watch this. Welcome to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed and Dr. Carl Williams, all directors with the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association. We are here to reassure you you can believe the Bible from the very first verse. <laughs> I've got to laugh at that prompt. And it is laughable that you could just get a pile of anything, junk from the junkyard, blow it up and expect it to fall together in some type of design, some type of purpose. But that's what evolution preaches. Carl, what are your reactions to that prompt? Well, we hear about the Big Bang, which is the ultimate uh, TNT evolutionary experiment, where something came from nothing and became everything. And this involved an explosion at faster than the light and inflation, whatever that means. I thought Jimmy Carter invented inflation. But <laughs> as far as all these different things that have to be just right and just so, and the coalescing of stars to begin with, and then planets and so forth afterwards, all these things, let's assume that there is something that went boom and everything came from it. What would really happen if that happened from the laws of science that we have discovered over the years? John Dalton and Robert Boyle, Jacques Charles, Johann Dudrich van der Waals. We have a number of people who basically have developed laws and constants and so forth that would essentially keep any of this thing from happening. Stars can't form from a gases coalescing because the force of the gas itself would push the molecules away from each other and much stronger power than the force of gravity attracting each other. I definitely don't know enough about the physics to explain this in detail, so please don't ask me about that. But from uh, reading about the various scientific laws, we can see that this is scientifically impossible to happen. Yet, it is preached to our kids that it has, that stars formed all by themselves and then uh, produced all the matter that we have now in the various varieties of 
elements, and these elements on planets that coalesced also produced life. And life came about from non-life. Kent Hovind had a saying that I like, I don't have enough faith to believe that everything came from nothing and life evolved from rock, which is exactly (laughs) what you have to believe if you're going to say there's no God. And if you're going to believe in the Big Bang as a source of everything. You have to believe that everything came from nothing and life evolved from rock. It sounds silly to say that, but that's exactly what our kids are being taught. He didn't have enough rocks in his head to believe that? (laughs) I guess (laughs) A lot of what you talked about was cosmic or universal evolution in terms of the planets and solar systems, etc. coming together. A great resource for this is the book and the video, The Privileged Planet, produced by Jay Richards and and Dr. Guillermo Gonzalez, an astronomer. Their calculation, this planet Earth, which has 200 per requisites met for it so that life could exist in this cradle of life is that the chances of this planet coming together the way it is is more than one quadrillion to one. Well, that's not a problem. Just get enough universes, enough multiverses, Uh, and it'll happen. Okay, now we're talking about (laughs) non-science. Has there ever been another universe observed? Let's talk science. (laughs) People talk about this multiverse stuff, and you have Stephen Hawking, one of the great supposed minds of our time, who their answer for this universe, because it's so well-tuned, so made for us, so made for life, is multiverses. When has one ever been observed? And the answer is? Uh... Never. No. Well, that's not a problem because it's a naturalistic explanation. As long as you don't have God and you have a naturalistic explanation, you're fine. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it's not science. It's storytelling. You're listening to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed and Dr. Carl Williams. If you would like to learn more, go to sabsa.org. That is S-A-B-B-S-A.org. We are talking about whether accidents can become life, whether a simple explosion like the Big Bang could have created everything we see, including the organizations we see of planets, solar systems, life, ecosystems, etc. When you examine life on this planet, we are made up by a lot of chemical compounds, amino acids, proteins. There are over 2,000 amino acids which occur naturally in the world, but only 20 are used for life. And we haven't had an experiment yet which has reproduced just those 20. They randomly, when they do do experiments with chemicals, can reproduce amino acids from our environment, but not from just those 20. When they do produce amino acids, they are always produced being either left-handed or right-handed. I'm not going to go into depth with that. It's a whole field called chirality. But what it means is you have the same molecules just arranged in one way and then the exact opposite. Life, in terms of amino acids, only uses left-handed amino acids. Nucleotides are all right-handed because the two must be fitted together for the production of amino acids and proteins. The chance of you getting a protein by random occurrences is 1 out of 10 to the 450th power. Now, that is a number that means nothing to people, but let's describe what it means. First, mathematically, if you have anything that's greater than one chance out of 10 to the 50th power, that's one followed by 50 zeros, that is mathematically impossible. So the chance of getting just a protein, just one of your building block in your cells, is mathematically impossible. But it's the same as the odds of getting a chimp to type a dictionary correctly from start to finish. And what would normal people say to that? Impossible. Flat impossible. Not going 
going to happen. You can give all the time you want. I really am always entertained by the fact that there was 250,000 pounds spent 40 years ago when 250,000 pounds in England meant real money. On a research topic with this, they put a bunch of chimps in a room with computers or hoped that they would type out things to show how random information could occur. You didn't get a dictionary out of it. They didn't get even a real good complete sentence out of it. The chimps like to beat on the computers. They like to kick them. They like to knock them off the table. They defecated on them, but they didn't do a whole lot of typing. Okay. And so this whole idea that you can get things by a simple explosion is ludicrous. Terry, what are your thoughts on this? I know what the Darwinists are going to say. They're going to say that that's not a good analogy because according to their theory, genetic information is added through random mutations and natural selection. So while they agree that mutations are random, they'll say that natural selection is not. So it's not a totally random process. The problem is, basically, they're saying that if you have an explosion, kept what was good from that explosion and saved it and copied it, and then kept repeating the explosion, over time, you could have something really complex and really good. Of course, that is ridiculous because the explosions are overwhelmingly destructive, and you would totally destroy something before you turn it into something more complex and more advanced. This is what we see happening with the genome. As genetic mutations accumulate, the genome is deteriorating, and some genetic mutations are lethal. And most, you, yeah, most, most or <laughs> most. And as you pointed out, this goes back to the whole problem with the Miller-Urey experiments, those supposed experiments which showed that you could produce these amino acids in the environment haphazardly. The problem was they started with an atmosphere which never occurred on this planet. That we have deep strata which show us this, and therefore the whole premise of their experiments is invalid. Again, going back to the data, when you just look at something like the human eye. For it to function, you must have a cornea, an iris, a pupil, a lens, eye muscles, an optic nerve, rods and cones, back arranged in a form to protect them, a retina, a vitreous humor. The chances of all of this coming together at one time is one chance out of 10 to the 266th power which again, people would not understand what that math means. Mathematically, this is a chance of an explosion in a junkyard. And when everything settled back, what you had was a machine shop constructed with a printing press constructed with the type already laid out for today's news, all printed correctly. And again, is that ever going to occur? <laughs> Never. And you forgot, left out the brain, the eye analogy. You've got The brain has to be there to take the uh, connection from the eye and properly interpret the image that that the eye captures. So that's a whole other set of complexity that's impossible. The brain is such an intelligent and uh, efficient computer that none of the computers produced thus far can match it in its complexity and ability to do multitasking of uh, all sorts of uh, processes throughout the body. Could it all happen by accident? The big answer, no. no. Information for creation events in our area are on our website's calendar page. For more information or to schedule a presentation, go to sabsa.org or call 210-599-7240. When you go to our website, you can click on a link to our newsletter. Our website has a link for contact information on which you can order our newsletter to be emailed to you or you can call us. Also go to whyshouldyoubelieve.com. That is Terry's website containing articles looking at current day issues from a biblical perspective. 
respects. ABSA meets the second Tuesday of each month at 7 p.m. We are now meeting at Faith Lutheran Church just south of the corner of Jones Maltzberger in Thousand Oaks. There you will find biblical apologetics and creation science teaching found nowhere else in Bear County, as well as the availability of books and videos on these important subjects. If you miss any part of this show, you can listen to the show anytime by going to the AM630 KSLR, the Word in South Texas website. Click on KSLR Podcast, scroll down until you find Believing the Bible. Please join us again next Saturday for Believing the Bible. I'm Scott Lane, and for Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, and Ed Salzwell, thanks for listening, and we hope you found today a reason to believe the Bible.